Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. Thank you to uh, Tier 1 Carlos for uh, cutting the video of <laughs> me snapping my oh, headphones back into my face very, very much. in the last hour. Like, That's number one, you saved Paul a ton of work. Away. And it's just, oh my, right in the jaw. Yeah, just, mm, just whack. Right in the face. I've told you, I hate getting hit oh. in the face. It's my least favorite thing. I, I've got the flinch reflex because I don't like to get hit in the face. Well, who does? Yet I just did it. Just did it. And it was not fun. It's. I've watched it on loop. <laughs> it says only 219 views. That can't be accurate. Because, because I... <laughs> It'll be at like 10,000. I've watched it a thousand times. <laughs> People will enjoy... Watching me getting smacked in the face by my headphones this morning. I'm, uh, it's just, I, I laugh because I've been there. I've done it a thousand times and it never feels good. Also got a, a flub to pay off. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's a gnarly one at the end of the last segment. Yep. Our, yeah. yeah. Again, as Woodsy was trying to, we talked about it yesterday. Sometimes I just try to go for the, I go for the, the fancy play. Yeah. I should just, just do what I'm supposed to do. Say you thank you. Thank you, Sam Levitt, for joining us. Yes. And I was thinking, thank you, Sammy Spring Training, Sam. Let Sam. Uh, and then it's Sam Spring Tank, Sprint Saint the Sam Spring Tank, Sprint Saint the again. Sam Spring Tank, Sprint Saint the. That's my flub. Yeah, I'm like He, you went into foul territory to catch a ball that was going to hit you right in the chest. Sam Spring Tank, Sprint Saint the. You went into foul territory. You didn't need to. Not at all. No, you just, just stretch. Just arm out and stretch and catch it. You got it. You do it with the Rindle Report, too. I do. He did it yesterday. Usually, I should just, I'm going to keep it simple. Keep it simple. I'm just going to say, it is now time for today's edition of the Rindle Report. I mean, that's perfect. That's all you need to do. It's as solid as can be. And get things started here with our edition, <laughs> today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. I was trying to now get fancy Now, tune them up. Greatest. <laughs> Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. Don't forget, uh, author, baseball newsletter writer Joe Sheehan going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour as well. Looking forward to that. I think you guys are going to like Joe a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. 
Uh, where are we starting now? We got an update on uh, <laughs> the story that absolutely... It didn't break Ben. It shattered It, mur- it murdered ben. him yesterday. Everyone yesterday. was talking to me about that yesterday. We were uh, talking about... There were some reports out there that Tom Brady may be putting his gig with Fox on hold for next year because he wants to pursue a career in stand-up comedy, which just sounded weird and, and just not right from the beginning. Um, TMZ has since put out that he is not looking to get into the stand-up comedy game. However, he is in talks with Netflix about uh, being the center point of a roast. In. The greatest roast of all time. That would be, be that would be that'd be phenomenal. Phenomenal. The roasts the are roast. so good. <laughs> the what? Like the goat with the grossed. Greatest roast of all time. That's what they're calling it. The grossed. No, nobody's calling it that. Oh, you were doing so good. I want to do a roast. It of would us. be good. That would be good. Tom Brady. Yes, getting roasted. Of course. To make a little bit of fun of. Feel like he. I feel like he could take it. You get roasted every day. I do. I'd be, be amazing at it. We don't even, like, serve dinner to people <laughs> while we're doing it. Here's an idea. Here's an the idea. Ben and Woods. Hold on. The Ben and Woods roast, but the carving guy is there with actual roast <laughs> to cut up and hand out to people and while we're getting roasted. Man. Adam, if you're and, listening. And I'm, on the other side of the room, hopefully a big tray of lasagna. Yes, lasagna and roast <laughs> so is can, what you eat. He can literally say. Have you, have tried, you tried the lasagna? lasagna? It's my favorite. And just cutting up. It's right over there. Roast. Oh, we need, at our roast. We would need dessert. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? We do. Yep. <laughs> Who's uh, Question. Who in the tier one community is not paying $50 to come get roast lasagna, hot fudge sundaes, and watch Ben and Woods roast and meet carving guys? Speaking of hot fudge. <laughs> we can make a billion dollars. Speaking of hot fudge sundaes, I got into work yesterday. And my colleague Steve Smith goes, how does Woods not know that the chocolate syrup is in the end cap? <laughs> By the ice cream. How does he can he can't find the Hershey syrup? I couldn't find it at the store. I, I, I don't. We don't drink a lot of syrup at our house. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, next up, I want to do the roast bit. It's all I'm going to think about for the next month. Got a story here about Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. This. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Paulie told me about this yesterday. I'm fe- I haven't listened. Some on, awkward audio. On purpose. I hate. I love awkward audio. Awkward audio. So uh, Creed three coming out. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, this I saw this over the weekend. So might have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in that range of last week. By and, the way, he directed the movie as well. It's oh, I didn't know directorial that. Directorial debut. I, I like him a lot. He's man. fantastic. Big man. fan. Um, so he was on the red carpet for Creed three. And the host of a show called The Morning Hustle, L'Oreal, she got a couple of minutes with Michael B. Jordan. But they are, they've got some history. They went to school together, like high school, presumably. And just listen to this audio. It's been boosted a little bit because she's not really holding the mic. and She's holding the mic right in front of her face. Doesn't really put it to Michael B. Jordan, but listen to this. You know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? The corny kid, right? <laughs> no, I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, you did not hear me say corny. I said we used to make fun of the name, but yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. I'm here with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, the corny kid, They right? called him corny. 
because he had the same name as Michael Jordan. And she's trying to brush it off. She's, she's very uncomfortable. No, like, no, no. We did no, not we just, pick on you We just had fun school. with the name, yeah, we you know, were, the name thing, which is obviously we weren't an easy target. And he goes, no, no, I, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. You can hear him in the back. So what's up then? What's up? Oh, God. You know, we know each other. We go way back all the way to Chad Science in Newark, okay? The corny kid, right? <laughs> <It was> Chad <laughs> no. Science. I did not say that. Misquoted for sure. No, I heard it. No, I heard you it. did not hear me say I said we used to make fun of the name. But yeah, he is oh God, obviously so killing things out here. Ooh. You know, the, do you remember the name of your bully? Everybody has one. Oh, no, I have many more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be sad. I don't know why I laughed. Steven. No way. <laughs> oh, is it me? <laughs> <laughs> Steven. You remember? Uh, there was an Eric. There was a few, there was a few of them. Yeah. They still around? I'm sure they're still <laughs> around. Do I keep in close contact with them? No. Like, are they around here? Like, do you ever run into no, them? No, I don't think so. You wouldn't have to like interview him or something. What about you? Uh, I didn't really have. I, I had, like remember, one in was, elementary school, I yeah, guess. But I had you were you've told us about yours. Oh yeah, I mean I've had a few, but there was a, there was a group of like four that was gnarly. Like, Who was the one with the weird name? You, you told well, there us was about Roy Friend. Roy, Roy, Roy Friend, bro. Yes. Roy, Roy Friend is in prison. <laughs> I I bet you a thousand. No, I bet you a thousand. No, I assume <laughs> he. Was the scariest MFR you have ever laid eyes on? And I was in sixth grade. I think he was in eighth. Probably the CEO of a biotech company. <laughs> Absolutely not. There is no. That dude is doing 25 to life for selling methamphetamine. There is no question. No question. I had, yeah. And then you, you know, it was the worst. I just, it's the thing as a dad, I'm like the worst most scared of because my son's very sensitive now, dude. Ben could legitimately like run into one of his yeah. former bullies. Yeah, like, I, won't in the grocery see store. I won't see mine. I, I don't think but I'll be they, seeing mine. They would all be very nice to me now. Because you're famous. Probably. Yeah. And pretend like they weren't so mean in high school. Everyone's kind of mean in high school. They try to get Padres tickets from you yeah. probably. <laughs> but and, yeah. but you know what? It's it's nice to know that someone even like Michael B. Jordan, yes, as as sharp and handsome, and wasn't the absolute coolest kid in high school. Isn't that good? The, there's a potential for all of us to eventually be the cool kid in life. Let's I still it, maybe in ten years I will be the cool kid. Let it uh, at some point. I doubt it. But let's put it this way: if that was the worst he got, was being called corny. I had it way worse with Roy Friend, who thrashed me in the lawn in front of everybody. If anybody can find Roy I can, Friend. I can see how it would be a bit of a a grind to have the name Michael Jordan. Yeah, 100%. Growing up in high school when, you know, probably Michael Jordan's still playing basketball. Yeah, yeah like, but I mean, oh, Michael not Jordan. the worst thing ever. Oh, you have the name of the greatest basketball player of all time. You're so lame. Like, it's not that bad. Corner, it's like though. being in high school right now. Your name's Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I'm going to change my name legally right now, immediately. <laughs> Little Harvey Weinstein. I'm like, I just let me live, dude. Harvey Weinstein. I just want to get through this. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, that's 
good stuff. And uh, finally, kind of got to dance around this one. I didn't even know I was going to bring it up, but Woodsy wanted to talk Me? about it. Me? No, this yeah. is your segment. No, no, no. no, no, no this is the no, Rindle Report. No. This is the Rindle Report. Woods wants to have his cake and eat it, too. <laughs> got a uh, new Netflix documentary. Just don't say the name. Yes. New Netflix documentary coming up on March 15th. And uh, it is about a website. The hub, if you will. The hub. The hub. I mean, it's... Glamping hub? (laughs) (laughs) Ben's is sports hub. (laughs) Aztec Aztec hub. (laughs) The. The hub of all hubs. uh, Just the hub, Quite frankly, it's like, I think in the top three most... Correct. Searched websites on, on the planet, so everybody uh, knows what we're talking about. So the company was founded in 2007, and the documentary is apparently it's going to kind of go start to finish how how it rose to such massive popularity. That's a um, nice play on words, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I heard it. I heard it too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there was also it's not it's not going to be an easy watch. There's no, there's some lawsuits, lawsuits, and... civil action lawsuits about uh, the website being responsible because you know, you could, anybody can put anything up there, yeah, and there's dude. you know revenge videos yeah. and uh, child videos. Yeah, it's not and great, man. Trafficking. I don't stuff. frequent that one. No, at God, all. No, um, and that. That controversy all kind of came around uh, February 2021, so it's been a couple of years. And I don't know that I'll watch this one. Yeah, one of those things I best left. Like you don't want you don't know want the to know all the details. And the history of a website to me is not. I, I don't know how fascinating that could be. I mean, even like the history of like Netflix, maybe like Amazon, how that got. Went from like they sold. Books I think I would be interested if it was just like online the rise of the website. Like, do you remember? You could talk to the creators and like, dude, we were just twenty-two year olds like being stupid on the internet, and yeah. all of a sudden we've got the number one website yeah. in I the mean, world. I guess what was the social network? The Facebook. Yeah, like I like that. Yeah. that was entertaining. Did you? Were you guys early adopters in Netflix when they would send you the DVDs and the sleeves? Yeah, yeah. Right? We, we I didn't the, do that with the you rental sleeve of um, DVDs. Yeah, I would. I would do the. I was a big Redbox guy. Yeah. Redbox, but Netflix uh, was before that. Yeah, you Netflix get in the mail, before that. You get a DVD or two, and then you, you go load up your queue. The, yep, and you get your DVDs. And they send them to you. I went Blockbuster sleeve. to Redbox to then just full digital well, streaming. What you may not remember when you remember when Netflix very first started streaming, it happened when I was here. Like I remember getting the, it was the worst quality, the worst movies that you could ever imagine. Like, ever imagine. Like, movies you're like, I've never heard of this. A bunch of Kevin Sorbo movies on there. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, it was the streaming options oh, were, were just horrifically horrid. bad. Now, the movies were great. Top of the line, you get, you know, whatever's out on DVD. Yeah, those the DVD were movies fantastic. were, yeah, yeah just the really normal good. stuff you'd get at your rental videos. Yeah, but you go stream that, and you're like, this is no. this is horrendous. So um, It felt like this will uh, never work. Your, your model yeah, you're like, is, this will never is work. never going to work. People are not going to stream this garbage. poor quality movies. It's all choppy. You know, no one's internet was good enough to really. Yeah, it was you know, garbage. It man. was this never going to work. And of course, it look worked. at them now. I've, I've been watching a little well. bit more Netflix lately. I probably went six months, maybe even a year without really ever going on to Netflix. It just kind of was getting pretty stale for me, and I wasn't into any of the shows that they had going on. Um, 
they have they they're, they're kind of ramping up the uh, spiciness, I guess. Obviously, this documentary coming up in a couple of weeks. The Pam Anderson documentary was unbelievable. Yeah, really if you well seen done. It, but there's there's full swing. It's true. I'm, I'm on the eighth episode. No uh, no nudity. Well, Harry Higgs takes obviously he takes his shirt off. But other than that, really no nudity in full swing. <laughs> it's really good though. It's really good. Yeah, really good, well. Done. Good Netflix content. Thank you, Paulie. You're welcome. That's uh, the Paul Rindle Report content for you this morning on Ben and Woods. Uh, we still have Joe Sheehan coming up. We're going to talk some baseball at the bottom of the hour. Haven't spun the topic wheel in a while. It's been a minute, man. We didn't even spin it. We're lugging it all around, all over the place, and I we never it spin home. it at all. So, um, you know, if we can find that, maybe we can do a little topic wheel and anything else we've missed at this point. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, then Joe Sheehan with Ben and Woods after a check of traffic here on ninety-seven three The Fan. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I've learned there's a few uh, of our beds, music beds, that I'm not allowed to step on. And Black Betty is one of them. Yeah, 100%. I have to wait until at least that moment before I can open my mouth and tell you that your kids may not function on demand, but 97.3 The Fan always will. Just download and subscribe to the Ben and Woods, Coach John Quintero, Gwen and Chris podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, didn't mention it yet, but they did announce yesterday the 
The folks at the Holiday Bowl are going to be putting on a new college basketball tournament in San Diego. Big news, happen, yeah. Uh, over Thanksgiving every year called the Rady Children's Invitational. Uh, the first one will be this November with USC, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Seton Hall as your inaugural participants. And, you know, the plan is is hopefully maybe even to to expand it to eight teams at some point and, and make it one of those premier, like the Maui Invitational yeah. uh, tournaments for top college basketball teams. I've heard rumors of some... Some blue bloods that are already kind of on the docket for the next couple of years, and I think when you think blue bloods, there's you know two or three teams in college basketball that that come to mind uh, that would make that trip to San Diego. I was uh, talking about it last night on Channel Ten, and you wrap up my segment, and you know there's always that last little chit chat moment. Me and Kimberly Hunt, it's my favorite. We got like five seconds, and she said, "Oh, and it would be great to see you know some of our local teams like the Aztecs in that tournament." And, I, I could have gone on to like a four-minute explanation. I go, yes, it would be. We know. But they're not going to be in this tournament. That's pretty clear from what I've heard. And the reason is, is not because of the Holiday Bowl. People wouldn't love to have the Aztecs in their tournament. No one wants to play San Diego State. Yes. On a neutral court in San Diego. In San Diego. I mean, it's hard enough to get teams to come and play at Viejas Arena. At the very least, that's a road game. If you lose that one... All right, we lost a road game to a San Diego State team. That's probably not going to hurt us. But then if you lose a neutral court game to San Diego State, but you're really probably playing in front of a bunch of screaming Aztecs fans, it's going to feel very much like a road game, but it won't count as a road game. So no one wants to come play in the tournament and have the risk of having to face San Diego State, which means in order to get the other teams to come, you can't invite San Diego State to play, which is kind of a bummer, but... The Aztecs already have a rotation. They play in Maui every four years. They play Maui. They play the Wooden Classic. They play the Las Vegas Invitational. And they play the Diamond Head Classic, which is the other tournament in Hawaii. And they've pretty much rotated around that for the last uh, 8 to 12 years and probably will for the foreseeable future. So, you know, you won't see San Diego State, but we might see some other big-time college basketball teams uh, coming to San Diego every Thanksgiving. It's, good for, it's good for San Diego. So that's yeah, good that's, for tourism. You know yep. it, Thanksgiving's not a time that a bunch of hotel rooms are usually filled. If people travel, they're usually staying with relatives, and this uh, will bring some college basketball fans out during a, a slower time of the year. So, yeah, great good, news, good good plan, and uh, looking forward to the first one coming up later this year. All right, do we have the topic? Will is it yeah, ready? It's back. Did you, it is back. Yeah, okay, we never we got even it used all it. set up here, ready to go. Let's do it. All right, let's spin it. Everybody, uh, bust out your cell phones. Okay. Yeah. What is the most used emoji Ooh, on your yeah. phone? Oh, I've seen. This has been something people have been How tweeting do I about figure recently. That out? Like, uh, just oh, go to a text. To text somebody and then just hit start the emoji. A text. Paul Rindle. And then go to the emojis. Mine's then... the eggplant. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is the shrug. Yeah, you know that one? one. Yeah, that guy. Just... Yeah, mine's the sh- shrug, like shrug your shoulders, like. I don't, I mine's don't the know. crying, laughing. Mine's the I crying, don't laughing. Are you, I'm not surprised you're both crying, laughing. Ben just every text he gets, he goes, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't shrug, know. Just I don't leave know. me out of it, please. Just, <laughs> he just doesn't text us know. back. Just leave, but just leave me out of it. I have the crying emoji, the skull head for I'm dead. Oh, can I, let's do a couple more. Here. The sweating, the eesh. sweating. Which one's that one? Like the smiling with kind of the sweat. Dripping down. Oh, his yeah, face. the one little drip coming down. 
And then I have the uh, this one, the yikes. I've got the heart. Yeah, I mean, mine are pretty standard. All right, I've got, uh, yes, shrug, thumbs up. Ben has the eggplant and the peach sigh. right next to each other. I've got sigh. What's the sigh one? That's kind of your... Show me. Just show me. I think right, I know what you're right in front of me. Third one there from the bot from the top. Oh, that's like sad. Yeah, that's like no. Know, that's side. Down or side? It, this one. Oh, that's sad. No, it's it's sigh. No, that's sad. If I type the word sigh, it that asks, pops it, up. It, that's what pops that's up. That's sad. And I replace it? it. That looks like a sad sigh. That's supposed to be sigh. You send that one a lot. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sigh. <laughs> Any context you want to provide? <laughs> no, not really. All right. You good? Yeah. Everything good? We're here for you. I'm good. Okay. Would you rather... It's one of the would I you rather. Would you rather... Would you rather speak all languages or be able to talk with animals... Talk with animals. Yeah, hundred percent. No brainer. I don't. Try, I hate traveling at this point, so I'm good. I don't need to speak French. No, I would rather speak all languages. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think I really care what animals have to say. What kind of conversation would you have? I mean, I think I'd even get tired of talking to my own dog after a few minutes. No, I, I kind I, of like I need the fact. It. I hey, kind of like the, the hell fact out of there. that what my dog doing? can't say anything to me. If my dog all of a sudden could start talking to me, yeah, don't think God, I'd want right. my dog anymore. He's really? right. You're trying to sleep? Dad, <laughs> yeah. dad, 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 dad. Got to go to the bathroom. Got to go to the bathroom. Got to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Hard hungry, 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 right. I'll hungry, go, hungry, I'll, I'll hungry. All, I'll go all languages. I'll switch mine. I'm switching mine. You've just convinced me. And then you're just Sticking walking around. I need less noise in my home, to be honest and with you're you. You're walking outside, you know, the birds, instead of chirping, you're going, going to poop on you. Get a, yeah, get a, I mean, I don't. Right. Well, I yeah, really don't right. want to know what animals are saying. I get enough. I have enough. Yeah, I would. I would lose its charm after about five minutes. It would have been nice to speak some French when I was in Paris because I know they were talking poorly. I <laughs> think. I think you would be so successful in whatever you wanted to do. Yeah, if you could communicate with so anybody true. at any time. That's pretty that would be genius. such a valuable, valuable skill. Like, really fluent communication in every single language, in any situation. I mean, what what business would not want to hire you? Imagine going down to Petco Park and being able to speak to every single... Hassan Kim, you yep. Darvish, like... Useful, it, in, our, useful in our business. Oh, it would. We, that's such a great answer. Useful in hospitality, you know, work at a hotel or a restaurant, whatever. You can talk to anyone. Travel. Make them feel comfortable. You're right. Wherever, whenever. You know, international finance, every, yeah. everything you would be good at if you could speak every single language. Yeah, I agree. I, you, I can, you made not me. only did I I pick my, the different one, I convinced you both. You sold me. Polly right. stayed with the animals. I'm sticking with the animals. I think it'd be a lot more fun. What would your cat say to you, Orange Cat? He's dead. Oh, that's so sorry. I appreciate that. you bringing that up. <laughs> What's your new cat called? We have two. Well, we have Manny Meowchado. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, a lifetime contract and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, <laughs> little tiger. Uh, I don't know what they would say. Yeah. I really don't, which is part of the beauty of having them because they can't talk. You're right. <laughs> You've convinced me. All right, we got to go. Got to guess. All right, yeah, we got Joe Sheehan coming up. All right, well, take a break. Uh, he's got a great baseball newsletter. He is not as uh, high on the pitch clock as some of the other baseball experts. He's got an interesting perspective, though. Get to that coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture, home of the world-famous Bobopedic Mattresses, with all the comfort and quality of a natural mattress brand for half the price. No matter your budget, there is a Bobopedic Memory Foam Hybrid or Hybrid Plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com. Uh, looking forward to our next guest, Joe Sheehan. Uh, writes a baseball newsletter that if you are a uh, if you're a smart baseball fan, you know we like our smart baseball guests. I think you're going to like it a lot. We're going to talk to Joe after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. All right, joining us right now on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, author of the Joe Sheehan newsletter covering Major League Baseball on a daily basis. And uh, I have not talked to Joe in a while. I met him uh, probably 20-plus years ago through our mutual friend, Craig Elston, uh, Joe, it's good to have you on with Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. How you doing, man? Good, man. Long time no speak. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, and uh, you, you've been writing about the Padres a lot more lately, as has, well, as has every baseball yeah. writer. I yeah. mean, I grew up, and it was hard to find any national Padres coverage throughout my entire youth. No one cared about the Padres, maybe the most afterthought of a team in Major League Baseball, but now... Uh, it seems like on a daily basis we're seeing uh, news stories, opinion pieces about the Padres, and uh, you're no different in your newsletter, uh, especially this last one. Well, they've made news. I mean, you go back to even 2015 when they hired A.J. Preller, and he had that big winter where he traded for Matt Kemp and really tried to accelerate the process. I mean, the Padres have been what we'll call a relevant team now for close to a decade. And this latest cycle, you know, starting with the Manny Machado signing and on through uh, trading for Juan Soto and uh, trading for Hugh Darvish, and now, of course, the Xander Bogart signing. I mean, they, they've tried. They've not said, oh, well, we're a small market. And to me, guys, I think it goes back a little bit to for the transfer over to, to Peter Seidler has been a big part of it. But also, being the only team in that city, I think, gives them a unique position in baseball. They are the only baseball team that is the only major sports franchise in, in, in the city. I guess you rank San Diego sports franchise. I believe they have a soccer team, a lacrosse team. San Diego State basketball and football. But really, there's nothing in baseball like what the Padres have in San Diego. I think they're trying to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's smart business. I mean, it just it makes perfect sense. And the business of baseball is something, Joe, I've been following you for a while. I am a subscriber to your newsletter. It's fantastic. I recommend everybody go subscribe. Uh, well worth it, man. And, you know, the, the you, you talk a lot about the business of baseball. And it's so funny, man, to see, like, so much consternation about what Peter Seidler is doing across the country. You know, you've heard other owners name check him, you know, at this point with Dick uh, Monfort talking about, you know, what Seidler's doing and what Cohen's doing. But um, what is it, 
What are the implications of that? Because we're already hearing about special meetings and they're going to be, you know, diving into the business of baseball and how it's currently constructed. Yeah, there, there are two parallel conversations happening. One is that you have owners who are treating their team like the, a, a toy, if you will. Um, that, that's a little too flippant. But it, this is the way I think a baseball team should be run. A baseball team isn't a business. A baseball team is the thing you buy after you've made all of your money in your primary business. The idea that a baseball team has to make you know, 2% a year, it has to make, has to be in the black, is silly for a couple reasons. One, because, like I say, that's not the purpose of a team. The purpose of a team is to win championships. The second is that all of the value in having a team comes when you sell it. It accumulates value. You look at the franchise values. They're steadily going up. The next time a, 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 somebody who buys a baseball team and doesn't make money on the sale, then you can call me. But it hasn't happened in, <laughs> I don't even, 35, 40 years. I mean, you, you really got to go back to almost what amounts to prehistory of baseball business at this point. So if you buy a baseball team, I really don't want to hear about, oh, you know, the players cost so much. If you can afford the team, you can afford the players. So stop. We got to stop talking about these rich guys like Bob Nutting and uh, uh, Bob Castellini and, and Mark Atanasio in Milwaukee hasn't really been that guy. He's on out and he's tried really hard. But any of these guys who own a baseball team and complain, complain about their lot in life, I really don't want to hear it. If you're rich enough to buy a baseball team, stop feeling sorry for these guys. Talking to Joe Sheehan here on Ben and Woods this morning, would the casual fan be absolutely blown away by what a baseball owner like you know Bob Nutting makes, uh, or or what the the Oriole, you know the Angelos family. Would we be blown away by what they actually are able to pocket with revenue sharing, TV deals, and then you know scrimping on free agency and and not paying their players, letting the the great ones walk? Certainly at the low end. Uh, if you look at teams like the Rays, the A's, the Pirates, um, this isn't 1993 anymore. We have a robust system of revenue sharing in Major League Baseball. The top end, the, the Yankees, the Dodgers are putting in about $70, $80 million a year into the kitty. At the bottom end, the, the Reds, the Pirates are collecting about that much. That's just in local revenue sharing. That's not the national TV money, which is about $65 million a year. That's before you sell a ticket or you cash in the big tickets. Remember, they sold um, BAMTech, which was the spinoff from yeah. uh, Baseball Advanced Media for, what was it, $2 billion over a couple of years. So everybody collected about $60 million from that. I mean, that was just free money. The players didn't get a cut of that at all. So, yeah, I think that I think the reporting on this has gotten better. I think we, if you look at the last 15, 20 years, you look at the influence of places like baseball perspectives on this. I think the reporting on the finances of baseball is better, but a lot of it is intentionally opaque. The teams don't want you to know what the revenue sharing is. I'm kind of, you know, I'm giving you what we estimate the numbers the numbers to be. But I think if we had a published thing every year that showed that the Pirates get $60 million a year in revenue sharing, that would change the conversation. Yeah. So the fact that the, the, the finances of Major League Baseball are intentionally opaque helps the owners because they can just say whatever they want. Oh, we lost $150 million last year. And nobody ever says, prove it. Joe Sheehan of the Joe Sheehan Newsletter with us here on Ben and Woods. And I, you know, I had a bone to pick with that revenue-sharing story uh, last week when it was reported that the Padres will be paying other teams because of revenue-sharing this year. They've they've pushed revenues so high in San Diego with ticket sales, anticipating near-sellout crowds for all their games, yet they've done it without a, a, a single dollar increase in their local media revenues. Those are... Those are pretty fixed uh, a bit by your market size, Joe. And, yeah, the Pirates are never going to be equal with the Yankees 
when it comes to the dollars that they bring in before they've sold a single ticket each year. And I, I kind of understand uh, the, the purpose of sharing some revenue when it comes to evening out that money because the Yankees can't play games without having some opponents in smaller cities. So what, what do you see as the future in terms of you know, how they can make that work? You can force, you know, say force the teams to spend some money, but players are opposed to a salary floor because they say it'll lead to a salary cap, and they don't want that. So how do you force smaller market teams to then spend that money that they're being given in revenue sharing? Um, well, the original rationale for local revenue sharing, which by its existence does lower the pay scale, um, was that the, these teams would spend it. But there was no mechanism. It was just, oh, just trust us. And one of the things we've seen over the last 15 years is that you can't. Uh, the, the owners will basically put, you know, spend, some owners will spend the minimum. This is an owner's problem. This isn't a baseball problem. This isn't a player's problem. This goes back to Bud Felix's commissionership, where he essentially, owners were picked by and large by their willingness to sign on to this idea that, hey, look, we're not going to go too fast. We're not going to compete too hard. We're going to have revenue sharing. We're going to try to get a payroll cap or significant payroll restrictions. We're all going to kind of be on the same team. So you have a class of owners that came in during Bud Selig's reign and now kind of buys into this idea that we're not going to run too far or go too fast. And it's largely an owner's problem because as we've seen, if you put owners in place that w- want to win, they want the next win more than they want the next dollar, it's not a problem. Steve, the Dodgers and Mets are interesting because both teams were tentpole franchises that were sold under duress. So MLB couldn't really pick and choose. They had to sell to you know, the next guy with, with a check. And in, in, in Dodgers' case, it was Guggenheim Partners. In the Mets' case, it was Steve Cohen. In the Padres' case, it was kind of an ownership transfer, as I understand it. Um, and I can't forget the gentleman who was in charge beforehand. Ron Fowler Seidler and then was, Peter Seidler came in, yeah. Right. So it wasn't a situation where there had to be this you know, a sale and approval. So you have situations where owners got hold of franchises either you know, without signing on to that thought process, without signing on to saying, hey, look, you know, we're not going to gonna, uh, spend too much money. So now you have this rump faction of owners um, yeah, uh, Fisher and excuse me, uh, Fal- uh, John Fisher in, in uh, Oakland or Stu Sternberg in Tampa. And Tampa's complicated because they win. Like, how angry can you get with a team that wins 95 <laughs> games in a year? But, you know, this, this stuff is not easy. And it's going to get more complicated because the, the second part of these, this committee that's going to happen is going to have to address the revenue, sh- excuse me, the, the revenue problems now in small markets. Because even a Pittsburgh or St. Louis, or, excuse me, or, or Cincinnati, or a Phoenix, they're still bringing in for $30, 40000000 million a year, even more, in uh, local media. That may be about to change. And we're now going to see an internecine battle between the large market owners who don't really have this problem. Yes, network is fine. SNY is fine. The Dodgers network is fine. And all of these Bally Sinclair teams that are about to lose their money. That's actually a real problem, and that could create a, a war among the owners over the next four years. That's so fascinating to me. Talking to Joe Sheehan here on Ben and Woods this morning. Last one for me, uh, Joe, that should go. Saw the, you, you sent a tweet last week or uh, over the weekend, tapping out on all pitch clock conversations until June. I'm going to ask you to have one more, one more quick one uh, <laughs> with, uh, with us here on, on Ben and Woods. Um, the pitch clock, I, I, I said game one was like, it was, it was so speedy. It was so weird to see. Uh, I guess I might have gotten used to it over the last few days, but uh, your, your kind of overarching thoughts on that. 
we're not going to know anything until June. Because we already know that, that the pitch clock speeds up games where people don't care about the results. Look, I know it worked in the minor leagues, but you don't have a PCL fantasy team. You didn't make any bets on the Eastern League last year. You don't yeah. really you, – I couldn't ask you a single major, minor league score last year. Yeah, fair enough. The, the purpose of minor league baseball is skills development. I think there was a 4-2 nice to two game, Joe. I'm pretty sure. 3-1 yeah, maybe in yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> no, you know, I looked it up. There was no 4-2 game. Ah, dang. No, I want to know when games actually matter and people care about the results and it affects their fantasy team and their bets and all the other stuff that we care about in the majors, that's when we're going to see the rubber hit the road. And you know what? That doesn't happen in Florida in February. So I also want to see how pitchers react when the relievers are throwing three times in four days, when starters are having 30 pitch innings. None of this is going to happen in March. So as I say – I don't, I don't want to hear that it makes the games faster. It's always going to make the games faster. I want to know what the other effects are that are going to be the big issues here. So in June, talk to me when we've had two months of highly competitive baseball under the pitch clock, then we'll be able to gauge the results. Finally, uh, do you think the Padres have done enough? I know there are other great teams in the National League. Have they set themselves apart at all from, from the moves they've made this offseason? Yeah, three days ago, I thought they were a pretty solid lock for a wild card spot. And obviously, the Dodgers are retrenching, trying to get under the payroll cap. Um, it looked like it was going to be a really good race between those two. The Gavin Lux injury. Gavin Lux is a three to four win player, but he's so critical to that Dodger team, the section I'm writing today, in terms of being left handed and playing short and just all the things he does. That, I think, actually flips the National League West now. You look at the Padres as a 92, 93 win team. The Dodgers might struggle to get to 90 wins now. So I have the Padres. And I'll put out my official stuff in about three weeks. But I have the Padres winning that division as of today. Good stuff, Joe. That's Again, great, man. Uh, it's Thanks uh, so JoeSheen.com. You can sign up for the Loot Newsletter, get all this kind of information every single day. Joe, really appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Joe Sheehan with us in our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. You know what else I loved about his newsletter? His most recent one says, uh, it's that time of year. Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. Central with uh, Bernie Miklas in St. Louis. And Wednesday, 9.35 with 97.3 The Fan San Diego. One of the best parts of this gig is getting to talk baseball with hosts around the country. It never gets old, especially when it's people I've known like Bernie or Louis Bellina for 20 years. Looking forward to another year filled with these conversations. In my mind, that just means we can get him regularly, which well, I definitely I mean, want. He's already I mean, he's, told me he lives uh, in New York. He's actually on the West Coast right now, but he lives in New York, and he goes... You guys need me anytime. I'm like, hey, we love our early uh, interviews yeah, on three the East hours Coast. Ahead. And, <laughs> the old Casey and Sterns way, yeah. and the Joe Sheehan. Oh, we are yeah. set. We're set for way, baseball. When you're trying to sell a newsletter and you're relying on people signing up, going on radio stations across the country is, is pretty good advertising. Yeah, it's, sure. your, yep. it's your target demographic. Baseball fans who care about the sport and want to read about it every single day. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to be on regularly. I'm excited. I'm excited we got him. I'm excited to have him back on. He's great. Very, very smart. The newsletter is like, it's so in-depth. It's so good. I mean, you, you got Eno. You got him. You got so many brilliant baseball minds. It's it's a little intimidating. I mean, yeah. the guy knows Calcaterra, it. Calcaterra, Calcaterra, yeah, yeah, inside and out, man. So um, go give it a, a, it's like 10 bucks a month. So uh, well worth it. All right, last bit of news before we check out. It is March the 1st. So we are now officially on the clock and ready to start promoting the Ben and Woods Open. Yeah! Which is just over a month away. April 6th is the date at Rancho Bernardo Inn. Now, uh, you cannot sign up yet, but we can give you some details finally about the tournament coming up. 
Uh, we're going to have uh, more spots than we did the last time out. Yep. Uh, we've gotten the, the whole day kind of set. So uh, hopefully if you didn't get in to our first Ben & Woods Open, you'll get the opportunity to do so this time around. Do you want to give the date? I did, April 6th. No, do you want to give the oh, date? Oh, the date, for- yeah. What's, with the date for the uh, on sale, we're pretty confident is March 22nd? March 22nd. Yes. So we'll get you prepared. So we'll give you for. some details on, on what's going to go on between now and then. We've already started lining up some uh, some great sponsors uh, that are going to be helping put on a what should be a really good tournament. Looking forward to it. Some prizes that we're going to be giving away. Uh, raffle items closest to the pin. Long drive. Uh, setting those up. Uh, beverages, food sponsors. I know, like Sombrero's already in to to provide some breakfast burritos. Shirtless uh, man, buddy, running around. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because uh, that's we're. Gonna, oh, I didn't tell you yet. Yeah, oh. I, I don't know what you're talking. Ben's about. going to hit drives for you on the first tee with the shirt off. So yeah. you want to be there for that? Don't think you want to be there for that. I think that's you do. Scare people away. I from think our you tournament. do. Like our own Harry Higgs, Is except it? Ben Higgins. I'd probably rather go pantsless than shirtless. Whoa! We can now do that we too. can do that too. I mean, at least my legs are. Your my, legs my are fantastic. They are I'd, fantastic. I'd probably rather wear a speedo as long as I can still keep a like little shirt on top. He just said he'll hit drives in a speedo. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Sold. I mean, I pretty much. This thing's gonna I mean, sell out. You're short. You wear the shortest shorts short anyway. anyway. So <laughs> not that much of a difference, is it? All right, that's it for us. We're out of time. Great job as always to our producer Paul Rindle for Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.